Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. On this week's episode, we look back at an unforgettable Masters and hear from the now 15-time major winner Tiger Woods. Also, stay tuned to the end for our very special Tiger Woods quiz. guys it's brooks kepka uh, i just wanted to welcome you guys to the golf monthly podcast hello and welcome my name is tom clark and as ever i am joined this week by elliot heath how you doing elliot hello tom good thanks now we're both quite tired aren't we we've had quite a busy week because it was what an incredible weekend what a masters what a player tiger woods is phenomenal it's what we've all been waiting for it was tiger woods at his best shaping the ball putting well but not perfectly actually and driving the ball very impressively it was yeah beautiful the masters i don't emotional yeah it was well it was quite emotional did you cry Elliot? i was in absolute bits (laughs) did you cry no no, i didn't i I also cried at his tour championship win so i think now just whenever tiger woods wins i cry okay well okay that's good to know we've got we've got off that your chest early there that's good good to know it's actually the only time i ever cry when tiger was winning (laughs) (laughs) okay good to know that uh interesting insight um what a what a great weekend what a masters augusta i know they had to battle through some weather but the, the the course and the championship um the crowds were incredible weren't they it was it was an incredible incredible week and i can't believe it's over what am I going to do with I know, myself? I know, it went very quickly, didn't it? Yeah. What am I going to do with myself for the next year? Oh, there's quite a lot of golf on, but it, it was it was just brilliant. And we're going to chat about loads of different stuff, about Tigers win, obviously. Francesco Molinari, we're of course, going to have to chat about. Um, unfortunately, he didn't win. And we're hearing from Molinari as well. Oh, yeah. We from will us. have audio from Tiger Woods and Francesco Molinari. We'll also talk about, we'll talk about Augusta and how it, how it fared and the early start and things like that. So, um, But there's only really one place we can start, and that is with Tiger Woods, 15-time major winner, his fifth Masters title, shot two under past 70 in the final round, his first major in 11 years he's now up to 6th in the world his highest ranking since 2014 finished one ahead of Kupka Choufle and DJ uh, and Monolari was of course tied 5th after 2 over 74 but you know let's not listen to me talking about it let's before we do anything hear from the man himself Tiger Woods at his press conference after he had claimed his 15th major title just unreal to be honest with you, it's uh, you know just the whole tournament has meant so much to me over the years. Um, <clears throat> coming here in '95 for the first time and being able to play as an amateur, winning in '97, and then come full circle 22 years later, be able to do it again. Um, and this is the way it all transpired today. There were so many different scenarios that could have transpired on that back nine. Uh, there were so many guys who had a chance to win. Middleborough was absolutely packed, and everyone was playing well. So uh, you could have had more drama um, than what we had, we all had out there. And oh, I know why I'm balding. Um, <laughs> this stuff is hard. <laughs> it just yeah, uh, just to come back here and then to play as well as I did and did all the things all the little things well this week um, and to do it here. Uh, this has meant so much to me and my family, uh, this tournament, and uh, to have everyone here. Um, it's something I'll never, ever forget. It hasn't sunk in at all. I mean, this is one of those things. It's going to take a little bit of time, and uh, I'm just fresh off of just winning this tournament, and I, I just can't wait to see how it all unfolded from uh, the TV perspective. I know I had I was grinding hard trying to try and chase Francesco today, and and then all of a sudden the, the leaderboard flipped, and there were a bunch of guys up there who had a chance to win. And um, I hit some of the the best shots on that back nine today. Uh, you know, I just I felt like I just flushed it coming home, which was um, well, that's a nice feeling. Thank you. Congratulations. Uh, when you walked off the green. Yes. And you saw your mom and your children. Did you flash back to your dad in the initial win? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my dad 
shouldn't have come in 97. I mean, he had heart complications and uh, wasn't supposed to fly, but he flew and came and uh, gave me a putting lesson on Wednesday night, and, you know, the rest is history. Um, my dad's no longer here, uh, but my mom is here 22 years later. You know, I happened to win the tournament, and then to have both Sam and Charlie here. Um, they were there at the British Open last year when I had the lead, you know, on that back nine, and I, I made a few mistakes and cost myself a chance to win the Open title. Um, I wasn't going to let that happen to them twice. And so for them to see what it's like to have their dad win, win a major championship, um, I, I hope that something we'll never forget. I think the kids are starting to understand, you know, that how much this, this game means to me and um, some of the things I've done in the game. Uh, prior to prior to this comeback, um, they only knew that golf caused me a lot of pain. Um, if I tried to swing a club, I'd be in, end up on the ground, and I, I struggled for years, and that's basically all, all I remember. Uh, luckily that uh, I've had the procedure where that's no longer the case, and I can do this again. And so, you know, we're creating new memories for them, and uh, it's just very special. Tiger, congratulations, and uh, comeback is going to be the word we're always going to think about here. So how would you describe that for yourself? And also the doubts, since some of us who saw you at Torrey 11 years ago, it's a long time now, and the doubts that you could ever do this again. Well, you know, it, the, I had, you know, serious doubts after, you know, what, transpired a couple of years ago. I, mean, I could barely walk. I couldn't sit. I couldn't lay down. I really couldn't do much of anything. Um, luckily, I had the procedure on my back, which gave me a, a chance at, <clears throat> you know, having a, you know, a, a normal life. Um, but then all of a sudden, I realized I could actually swing a golf club again. And uh, I felt that if I, if I could somehow piece this together, that I still had the hands to do it. Uh, the body's not the same as it was, you know, a long time ago, but uh, I still have good hands. And so uh, that certainly has helped, and I've pieced it together. And make sure you know, um, you know, if you look at it, my, my first 14 wins in majors were always, I had the lead in every one of them, or, the, or tied for the lead. Um, to have the opportunity to come back like this, um, you know, it, it is probably the, one of the biggest wins I've ever had for sure because of it. This part of my game all week was driving a golf ball. Um, I've been working on trying to shape the golf ball both ways coming into this event and, you know, was able to do that. And, uh, yeah, the tee shot 11 was, was awful. You know, leaned on it, trying to trying to hit it, trying to flight it a little bit and it got stuck underneath there and had a shot. And I just, I just kept saying, if I just sneak out of here with a par, you know, we got a lot of golf left, and we got two par fives, gettable pin at at 14, uh, another one at 17, and you know, anything can happen at 18. And so I just said, just, just keep plodding along, and then next thing you know, I see Brooksy make a mistake at 12, Francesco made a mistake at 12, uh, Patrick was making a run up ahead, DJ was making a run. I mean, Xander was making a run. There are so many different scenarios that that evolved. And I was looking at the board <clears throat> coming off of 13 green, and then there's you know, six, seven guys with a chance to win this tournament. Uh, but I just kept telling myself, I have, along with Francesco, we have the most holes to play. So whatever they do, I'll just bury the same holes. Um, then it's a moot point. At least you know I, you know, I birdied 13, I birdied uh, 15 with, with two good shots in there, and almost looped at 16. Um, so that, that gave me the cush. And I kept telling myself on, on 17, uh, on that tee shot, I said, I've been in this position before. I had a two-shot lead with DeMarco and went bogey-bogey. Uh, let's go ahead and pipe this ball right down the middle. I said, the little flat squeezer out there, and I did, just smoked it. Um, that made part of there. And then 18, I said, hey, it's not over yet. Uh, Arnold lost the tournament, lost all the double. So let's, uh, let's keep the hammer down. Uh, Brooksy could still make birdie up 18. I can make bogey when the next thing in our playoffs. So let's get this ball in play. And I did, and I saw him tap out for par. And that, that gave me the cush knowing that I could make bogey. And I had a little bit of mud on my golf ball. 
uh, playing that shot, and I said, just make sure I overcut this thing. Don't undercut it. Overcut it to the right, and I did. I whiffed it and hit over to the right and was able to put that ball on the green and two-putt. I just felt so prepared coming into this event. You know, this year, yeah, my finishes probably don't really reflect it, but I was starting to shape the golf ball the way that I I know I can, um, which I needed for this week. And, you know, prep for the Masters starts, you know, six months ago. And so just trying to make sure that I, I get ready to peak for this one week, and I did. And everything came together this week, which was great. And um, I kept doing all the little things correctly. I missed the golf ball in the correct spots time and time and time again. And if I was out of position, so be it. Um, take my bogey and, and move on. I had no doubles this week. And um, you know, just kept, as I said, I just kept plodding along. Tiger, you hadn't had the lead here on a Sunday since you won in 2005. When you had it today, was it like getting back on a bike? You, it was like you had never, you know, gotten off, or were, what was that like? What, what was your you comfort know, it, level? It, it didn't feel unfamiliar because I was, I had the lead at the Open Championship, so it was just two majors, two majors ago. So now that would be something different if I didn't have the lead from 05. Uh, to now, but it, it was just last year in July that I had the lead, and so I just kept saying, you know, I, I've been here, it wasn't that long ago, uh, just go ahead and just keep playing your game, keep plodding along, and uh, keep doing all the little things correctly, keep missing the ball in the correct spots, you know, be committed to it, even with the winds puffing up and down, um, be committed to the shot, and the shot sheep, and I was. Tiger, for those of us watching, 12 seemed to be the seminal moment. When Francesco's ball went in the water, did it change anything you were thinking? Was it always going to be over the bunker, center of the green? That's all I was concentrating on. Um, I had 47 over the first tongue in the bunker there, and so I was just my number was hitting at 50, and just be committed to hitting at 50. There's a reason why I I saw Brooksy ended up short, um, Poulter ended up short as well, and so I when I was up there in that tee box and it was about my turn to go, you know, I could feel that wind puff up a little bit. And it had been something, I think those, I mean, Brooks is stronger than I am and he fights it better than I do. And so I'm sure he hit nine iron and didn't make it. So I knew my nine iron couldn't cover the flag. And so I had to play left. And I said, just be committed hitting over that tongue of that bunker. And let's just get out of here and let's go handle the par fives. And I did. And <clears throat> the, yeah, the, the mistake that Francesco made made there led a lot of guys back into the tournament, uh, myself included. Yeah, Tiger, do you think Jack should be worried now as far as the 18 majors? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if he's, he's worried or not. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he's home and, and West Palm just chilling and watching. The impact you think you've had on your sport? Uh, I think that I've driven... Uh, a lot more used to the game. Um, a lot of the guys that are, especially on the tour now, um, are training. Uh, they're getting bigger, stronger, faster, more athletic. Uh, they're recovering better. They're hitting the ball prodigious distances. And you know, a little bit that's probably a tribute to what, what I did. You know, when I first turned pro, I was the only one in the gym, um, except for VJ. And so it was just basically he and I for years and now everyone trains, you know, everyone works on their bodies besides their game. And, uh, and hey, even Phil's working out, so uh, things have come a long way. But Tiger, you're talking about shaping shots and, and everything coming together. You used to rate your game A, B, B plus. Can you rate where your game is right now? Um, I'm not going to do that, but I will tell you this, is that it's the best I've – with a driver in years. Um, I was able to hit the golf ball both ways this week, and some of the shots I hit down 13, turn around the corner, a uh, couple of drives down two, uh, some of the bombs I hit down about three. Uh, I was, and then to hit little squeezers out there down seven. Um, you saw it today on, on 15 and 17 and even on 18. 
just little trap squeezers out there as well. So I was able to hit you know, you know, both ends of the spectrum, low cuts and high draws, and that's um, that's not easy to do. Uh, so I, I just felt really felt that I had that much control in my, my long game, and uh, it, it paid off. So there you go. You know, enough of us talking. That was him. That was the man. That was Tiger Woods chatting after he'd won. And uh, I still can't quite believe he's done it. Can you? No, it doesn't feel real, does it? It feels like a dream. And all those, all those people who over the years have said he's done, he's finished, never going to win a title, he's never going to play golf again, they've all gone quite quiet, haven't they? Yeah. Did you see the article I wrote, posted on the Golf Monthly website yesterday? Indeed. If you could care to explain it for us, the headline was a quote, which was the next cut he makes will be with a razor, and then it was like dash social media doubters or Tiger silences social media doubters. There's also one about. The only chance he'll have to compete is on the LPGA Tour and just... Oh, there's about 20 comments in yeah. there from over there the lots years. Lots and lots of comments. And we've, we've spoken about this before, that you either love Tiger, you hate Tiger. Uh, he's one of those players, and because he's had so much success, uh, especially, you know, early part of the year, uh, early part of the century, sorry, um, he some people got bored with him winning. You know, oh, he's it's a tiger winning again and again and again. Can't can't he let someone else win? But actually, it's only when he suddenly goes and disappears for a couple of years that actually people really miss him. And then to actually have him back and playing so well and showing the emotion, and not only from the emotion from himself when he won, but the emotion from the crowd around the 18th green was incredible, wasn't it? Scenes, I don't think we've ever seen scenes like that on a golf course. I know when he won the Tour Championship as well last year, all those thousands of people following him down the 18th hole as he was going to to win. One of my friends, uh, David Plain, was out there with his brothers and he managed to get a fist bumped by Tiger really? coming off the 18th. And he, was, and he said some things that he was up there with the best moments in his life. Now, he has been married. <laughs> Sorry, he is married. <laughs> he, he, hopefully still married. And he has also uh, got, got a kid. So, you know, he's saying it's right up there with the best moments in his life. And I don't blame him, really, because it was incredible uh, emotion that was seen. And I don't think the crowd can believe that they were there to see, to see it happen. I thought it was amazing when he stiffed it on 16 and... Kepka in the group ahead was about to tee off and the crowd around the 17th tee were going wild Yeah, from um, what's happening on the hole before. Uh, that, and actually, uh, well, I think Kepka again comes up away with a loss of uh, plaudits from this week. Of course, he's very close to winning. But that was brilliant because they were watching. Actually, the players realised no one's watching us. No, no one's watching us. Everyone who's lined up even on our fairway here, no one cares what we're doing here. Everyone's just watching Tiger. So I think they're still cheering and hollering and whooping. And, and the cook just went, all right, I'm just going to tee off. Yeah. And so he just, he just launched one 300 yards down the middle of the fairway. <laughs> and it was like, oh, is there, is there other golfers playing here? But um, yeah, I mean, things went well for Tiger that, you know, other people had to have their, their poor moments. Um but well, don't take anything away from him. He played oh no, I'm not, I'm phenomenal not. all week. Yeah, he's just the control he has over his golf ball. Like I said last week, because remember I actually did pick him to win. I said he's due a win because he's been quiet for a while, and that's what perhaps this 43-year-old injured Tiger Woods has to do. He has to peak for the right times of the year, and that was Tiger peaking at his very best. Yeah, I mean he ha- he knows that course so well, and it's yeah. shown now more so more than ever. It's all about keeping your, your ball in the right areas you know he got a bit of luck here and there with a bit of an event drive but you know keeping away from those chances to make double bogey which you can which are all over the place they're such it's such a great course because on one hole you can get an e there's some of the guys are going to get eagles some of the guys are going to get double bogeys there's not many holes around that uh, around the PJ tour or around golf which which that can happen. Well, Woods made zero doubles for the whole week, like he said in his press conference yeah. just then, and Molinari made two in four holes. Yeah, so I think so Tiger had no doubles but had no eagles. I think that's right. He didn't have any. Yeah, I don't league. think he had an eagle. Yeah, so I think he was just very steady. You know, a bogey's fine. You can you can can recover. Just from like that. Molinari, he was steady as well, wasn't yeah. he? Very very steady until that until. You know, those final six holes, the back nine on Augusta on Sunday, final six holes, 12 onwards, uh, where you know you can shoot you can shoot six, seven under, 
or you can shoot four or five over. And unfortunately for Molinari, he had a lot of water trouble, um, whether that was the wind or you know just the pressure. I think it was the pressure with playing Tiger in that final. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, it unfortunately he did kind of choke, didn't he? I'm I don't know if he choked. To be honest with you, he hit one. He hit bad shots at bad times. So the tee shot on twelve. Which is choking. I know. I don't think so because if on twelve on twelve uh, where he went in the water. In those last few groups, the wind had obviously started doing something and it got stronger because no one was going in the water at all. And then suddenly for those last few groups, the wind seemed to get up because there were loads of people then came up short into the water. Four of the last five players yeah. of the Masters 2019 went in the water. Yeah, and the other one was Tiger, who aimed, who saw that... I don't know whether he thought something was going on, but aimed at the bunker, didn't go for the pin, which is what he was supposed to do. Um went for that middle bunker because if you're short at least you go in the bunker you don't go in the water and you can can recover he actually then hit a great shot into the middle of the green anyway didn't he uh, and then yeah Molinari then played you know, 15 really badly where he missed his drive right then missed the fairway with his layup which is you know criminal and then forgot that there was an overhanging tree so and double bogeyed it and finished two shots back in the end so yeah. that was the key moment there yeah I don't th- I wouldn't say that Molinari choked on that. I think it was just the pressure of golf around that golf course. There's been worse chokes than that. There's missing tiny little parts, you know, when there's no reason for doing it. Um, so, but let's... Well, yeah, well, but that is a choke though, isn't it? If you're hitting bad shots under the pressure, you can't take the pressure. He knew that I know, there but, were... I think he, but he's already shown that he can take the pressure and he was still fighting at the end. He, bo- he birdied 17 um, and stuff like that. So, but I don't think it was... He he executed the shots maybe a little bit poorly, but actually he just did. He said he didn't hit. Well, we'll hear from him in a bit. He said he didn't hit his tee shot on twelve hard enough, and then he just hit a very fifteen. He regrets. Yeah, going he, for he it. hit the wrong. He hit the wrong shot. The execution of that shot was actually probably okay, but he actually I don't think he actually probably worked out the right shot to play. Um, choke, I, I find a choke is when you missing a really short putt, or you can see that the nerves are really getting to you. And I don't see, I don't think that happened to Molinari. Either way, because I might have been a little bit harsh to Molinari because I do believe that he choked, but he was phenomenal all week. I think he's an amazing player, and I would really like him to win a major this year again. Yeah, I think. I don't think he can. He really could. Oh, well, well, he's he, by far the best player for the first three days. Only slightly better than Tiger Woods, but the best player. Yeah, absolutely. Should we hear from Molinari now to hear his post-round thoughts? Yeah, I think got we a should, Tom. Let's do that. So here's Francesco Molinari. First of all, you played great all weekend, uh, and you guys were all going mano a mano to the 12th hole. What happened on 12th? Uh, just a bad execution. I think we, we picked the right shot and uh, just didn't, didn't hit it hard enough, as simple as that. And... Uh, you know, it, it was tough today with the wind gusting, and uh, I managed to, to scramble well on the on the front nine, and I think I just had a couple of mental lapses on the on the back nine uh, that were costly. But you know, it is what it is. You guys all come here to win. There's no question about that. But what was it like to be in that group and bear witness to this history? No, it's, it's great to see obviously Tiger doing well, but you know the way he was playing last year. I think we, we all knew it was coming sooner or later, so maybe next time it would have been better for me, but uh, it was nice to, to be out with him. He played well, hit the right shots at the right time, and deserved to win. Yeah, others have questions what, for you. What club did you hit in 12? Uh, so I was trying to hit a cheapy 8-iron. It was probably a 9-iron yardage, but I didn't want the wind to, to, you know, to gust and, and to get the ball too much. And, and, uh, I just didn't hit it hard enough, yeah. You were, you were so steady for so long, I think 49 holes without a bogey. You know, when you hit that first one, was it hard to get back on track? Just kind of... No, no, I was actually hoping to, to bogey one hole pretty soon so that the streak <laughs> will, will be over and then those things that, you know, you know, they're going to end sooner or later. So I was hoping to, to get it out of the way pretty soon, but it was a good reaction to, to, to birdie the, the next hole and eight and... I'm 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 proud of, of you know everything I did today. I didn't play my best golf, but I fought hard and uh, just a couple of bad swings and probably one bad swing and one bad decision. What was it? That was the bad decision? No, just on 15, trying to to go for the flag from the left side. It was obviously 
close to the to the branches of the tree and and we'll never know probably if it doesn't clip the branch it might go close to the hole but i probably should have gone middle of the green and, and just you know wait for the last three holes to, to try and make something happen there on 18 when it's over and you guys are watching tiger put out do you turn into a fan at that point does your heart start racing no <laughs> sorry but no 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 it was, it was it was great to see it but no it's it's actually obviously you start losing a bit of adrenaline and but you know it's, it's nice to, to see his story his comeback and and to be you know a witness in, in first person it's it's nice from from your perspective does this feel more like an opportunity lost or is it just something it was tiger's time to kind of take take one and win one I, I don't know. It was, from my point of view, it's just a step along the way. You know, it was. I think it wasn't my day today. You know, that ball on 12 feet, one one yard further left, probably goes in the bunker. And like I said, that the third shot on 15, it could easily not have clipped the tree. And sometimes it's it's your day, sometimes it isn't. But I'm, I'm really happy of the way I, I felt out there today. I was calm, collected. You know, never, never panicked, uh, even after the, the first double bogey. And, and uh, I'll, I'll learn a lot, I think, from today. There's obviously, I've done a couple of things that uh, I wish I had done differently now, but I'll, I'll, I'll learn from, from my mistakes. Did anything feel differently? <clears throat> yeah, but it's, it's one of my tendencies when it gets windy is that I don't. I start using my, my hands more and, and I lose control a little bit. and. Definitely, the, the first few holes was like that. Then, from probably the eighth, ninth hole, it started to, to feel better, more back into control. And, and uh, but you know, in the, in the space of 72 holes, you, you can't expect to, to play always flushing every shot. And I wish I wish I could, but does, maybe maybe one day. How does it feel to be? How does it feel to be a favorite in these big tournaments now? You had it. There was a lot of talk about you coming in. Was there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't change what I do. It doesn't change how I prepare for for these tournaments or any tournament. You know, I, I don't prepare differently for majors just because I I believe the way I prepare for for tournaments is is the best way, and and so I just keep doing the same, and I just keep doing the same over and over again, and hopefully get a bit more luck next time. Well, there you go. Molinari, they're kind of commenting that he just didn't quite execute those shots that he needed to on those final few holes. And he's he's going to be very upset about that. This is the first time he hasn't really won a tournament when he's been in position over the last year or so. He had such a good year last year, winning everything that he needed to, having that great Ryder Cup as well, winning the Open. Um, I think this is going to take a little bit of time to to get over for him because it's such an opportunity, especially to win the Masters. But as you've already mentioned, I think he's going to be right at the top of the leaderboards for all the other majors, isn't he? Yeah, with his work with Dave Allred, the performance coach, I think Dave will get his head in the game and tell him that you finished fifth in the first major of the year, you've got three majors left, just go out and have a great season. Yeah, And he's putting. He used to be such I a know. bad putter. His putting was absolutely incredible. Getting up and down from everywhere... Yeah, and those so hard to get up and down from some of those places, and it was just he just wasn't missing, was he? No, but he bogeyed seven, didn't he? And I think the moment that perhaps made me know that Woods was going to win was on the eighth hole, where Molinari hold that birdie putt, and then Woods, you thought he would miss, but hold that as well, and that's probably where Molinari thought this guy isn't going away. He was very tight, like the first nine holes for, of the final round, just so tight, wasn't it? You just thought, yeah. who's going to win, you know, who's actually going to, is someone going to go away from him? There's a couple of moments you thought, one and half, he's going to go away from the guys here. He's going to birdie here or, or whatever. He's going to be three or four shots clear. Just never happened. Whether through Molinari not quite getting a, holding a birdie putt or Tiger getting up and down. But it was, it was such a good, Week and there's a few other things. Let's let's talk about a few other things first. Leave Rory McIlroy first. We last week we were chatting a lot about him about how we really think that Rory's it's going to be Roy's time. It didn't happen. Now and, no. And did he just play poorly? What do we think? Yeah, he played poorly, didn't he? He'll have to continue reading those self-help books and continue meditating, meditating and yeah. just 
like Molinari, just get on with it and have a good yeah. season. I mean, he was quite, he was quite, you know, I thought he was quite a good place after he finished, saying, you know what, he didn't play that badly. He just played badly at, in big moments. And he had a couple of very, very poor holes. And he just, he played pretty well in the final round when the pressure was off, wasn't it? And I think that spoke wonders. If he played he was... like that, if, if he shot a final round this year that he did last year, he he would have won last year. Yeah. So um, I, I still think Rory's in a very good place. But I, just, I do wonder the pressure of having to go to Augusta to complete the Grand Slam, which I don't think anyone's done, um, is always going to be there with Rory until he gets it done. And I think he's had so many good chances. I do wonder how many other chances he's going to have. But um, He's not even 30 yet, though. I know. So. I'm hope the hope that's... He'll, he'll get that. Although actually he's 30 in about two weeks' time. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Roy uh, does win a major this year because I think he's Definitely. going. I think he's going into those other majors less with less pressure. To do you think Tiger Woods can win another one this year? But, but of course he can. Sorry, do you think he will? Um, no, I don't. Around Beth Page and USA. Because we've already within the last two minutes we've spoken about Kupka. Is he going to win one this year? We probably say he's going to have a great chance. Molinari, McIlroy, Dustin Johnson. There's so many names I'm not even t- mentioning. Paul Casey. Paul Casey. Mm, I don't know about Paul Casey, um, but there's so many names. I th- you know, if you get a chance, that's why. That's why I think Molinari will be so disappointed, especially this year, because because there's so many good players playing so well at the moment. If you've got a chance to win one, win it, because you've got, it's, no, it's all very well saying, "Oh, well, there's a couple more this year." You might not be in the chance because if someone plays very well, I think Tiger around Pebble Beach is very good. Uh, that's obviously where the US Open is, um, but there's lots of people looking around Pebble Beach, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, for example. So um, I, he's got a chance, and Rory's going to really want to win in Ireland as well, obviously for the Open. So, uh, but we'll, we'll wait to see. We'll wait to see. There's other play- people that we probably need to talk about who had bad weeks. Justin Rose. Mr. Cut. Played Is there really... anything you'd like to say about anyone in the office from Justin Rose? Well, there was someone who put on very large bet for him, uh, and uh, I think some of us are quite happy that Rose missed the cut because of that. Um, but Justin Rose not playing for me. Justin Rose is not playing enough golf. He's taken off a lot of time before the Masters, saying he wants to peak for the for the Masters. You've got to play more golf. Yeah, that's you? a load of rubbish. I, I, I'm sorry. I think he's really got his schedule really poorly wrong. He's lost world number one again. Mainly this was because he 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 didn't play he didn't play very well this week, but he's had a chance to cement that world number one spot if he just played in a few more to- tournaments this year, and I, his game did not look in a very good place, Augusta. It's almost like he's lost his game for that week, which is something that we haven't seen him have or haven't seen happen in two years or so. Um, he's he yeah, he he supposed to be peaking for Augusta. I'd say that's the worst he's played in the last two years. I thought yeah. he was. I nearly said pathetic there. That's the wrong word. I said he was very poor. Very, very poor. And I think he's got to get his head. He's had a lot of new sponsorship contracts, whether it's a clothing one or a club one. And all we seem to see from his social media, anyway, is him endorsing things left, right and centre. How about stop endorsing things and actually concentrate on your golf game and play some golf? I'm afraid if you follow Justin Rose on Twitter... It's not Justin Rose tweeting. Well, he might do the odd it's one. Just here, purely for advertising. Yeah, and I and I think yeah, I think he really needs to think about. Well, that's he, got anything to do with his golf. No, that doesn't. No, that doesn't. And that, you know, he's not the only golfer who does that at all. You know, there's lots of, and that's fair enough. They're busy people, and it's nice to have some insight from these people. So let's not completely slag off their social media. But um, I do think he needs to get his head back into playing some golf uh, more than anything, because he has a chance. He has such a good chance. And we all want Justin Rose to do well, whether someone in the office puts a load of money on him or not. But we all want Justin Rose to do well, and I want him to play some more golf. You're world number one, play some golf. Don't be... You know, it reminds me of reminds me of Theresa May being the Prime Minister at the last general election and then refusing to go to any press conferences because, oh, I'm already, I'm already Prime Minister, I don't need to talk to anybody. Either. Do you mean debates? Yeah, press yeah. conferences, debates, all that. Yeah. So, you know, I think Justin Rose, play some more golf. You know, win some. To- you don't have to play just big tournaments. Play some tournaments. Get remember how to play tournament golf because I do think he's he's just forgotten a bit. Wow, I know harsh words there. From uh, I think someone else we need to uh, chat about is Big Vic. 
Big Vic, uh, as I told you again last week on the podcast, Big Vic Telflin will win the low amateur honours and, and, and he'll finish in the top 40. Which yes, you did. you did. Well done, well done. I, I, I applaud it to you. And uh, and I actually went out with that knowledge and said that to a few of my mates as well, who I think put money on him to be low amateur. Because a lot um, of people are going, oh, is Devin Bling's going to win uh, amateur, isn't he? Because I think they would quite, quite like his name. I said, well, actually, Hovland is the... The best player, amateur player in that field, Ryder Cup star of the future. The amateur, the amateur, low amateur was quite close, wasn't it? Ortiz from Mexico, first Mexican to play ever or in a long time. Uh, in forty odd years, yeah. yeah. Um, he played really well. He only played, finished a shot back, and it's that's the thing I do like about the Masters is that you have these amateur players who get the chance to play and and to shine as well. And some of those guys are going to really take that on, maybe go into their professional careers. And you know, remember those times when they were competing on that Sunday, at Augusta, and I think it will keep them in good stead. Really, tell me what Victor Hovland's done then. Go on. What do these guys all have in common? Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Matt Kuchar, Ryan Moore, Bryson DeChambeau, and Victor Hovland. Well, I've got it written in front of me, so I know. It's, they both won the US Amateur. And the Masters Low Amateur title. Yes. Uh, so for those who don't know much about Victor Hovland, I'm sure they do now, uh, he goes to Oklahoma State University, which is why he wears that orange, which you saw in the final round and uh, the final round of the US Amateur. Uh, he's 21 years old. He's Nor- So that's the same place that Ricky Fowler went to? Yes. That, yep. Uh, he's Norwegian from Oslo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see him <laughs> on... <laughs> is, that all, is that all you've got? Is that all you've brought to the party? He wears orange and he's Norwegian. Um... Was he the first Norwegian to play in the Masters? First ever, yeah. Ah, there you go. I've got a stat for you there. That wouldn't written down. Yeah, so expect him to see him on the Ryder Cup team and wasn't he, in two uh, or three years. And also, or, wasn't he not then flying back to play in a, in a big college comp on Monday? Yeah. Yeah. I love the, the college golf out in America. is incredible, isn't it? It's really high standard. And... Um, the college system out there with any college sport that anyone knows is almost as big as the professional sports out there. So everyone's really, really into everything, you know, from from the basketball to the American football and, of course, to the golf as well. So um, I think he's a, such a good standing. If you go and play play golf and you get to play at really high standard, collegiate-wise, you know you're going to do well. And uh, I think we're going to see his name a bit, aren't we? Yeah, hits the ball a long way and he's currently the third best amateur in the world. So we didn't have world number one and two there, which was yeah. a shame. It's a shame, but the qualification is the qualification, isn't it? So they've got, they've got opportunities. So, uh, no, really good. So a couple of other things to talk about. What do we think about the early start on Sunday? Obviously, I think they managed it brilliantly because the storms did come in. They did have to clear the course quite soon after the... Uh, a Tiger had won, but they managed to get it all done, didn't they? Yeah, I completely agree with you there, but it wasn't the same, was it? No, it, also, wasn't, it wasn't the same. It was working on it. It was I didn't have any sleep because I had to do an early start. And I did miss the Sunday evening joy of just nice relaxing and finishing at, at around 11 o'clock midnight. Well, instead of um, sipping gin and tonics during the final round of the Masters like I thought I would... I was actually sipping extra strong coffees <laughs> to try and stay awake because I was falling asleep on the sofa at one or two o'clock yeah. on Sunday. It's very tired. You did a little power nap. Also, it did clash with the football as well, didn't it? No, I don't care about football. <laughs> okay. But uh, the other th- the other question, of course, that we also have is, did you watch the coverage on Sky or BBC TV? I did both. On Sunday, I was on... I was on Sky the whole week basically but Paul McGinley made me turn over because I cannot stand him Paul McGinley was going on a, on a bit of, for you I don't I don't mind Paul McGinley too much and the, the, I actually stuck with Sky in the end I thought I, I usually watch BBC but I stuck with Sky I felt, I felt the picture quality was a bit better really? yeah I do have ultra high difference uh, but then I went over to BBC and got a bit of Padraig Harrington which I thought was brilliant Harrington was awesome that was I was going to bring him up he was yeah. brilliant he gives really, really good insight. I know he gives very long answers to his question, if anyone answers him a question, which is great. But his insight is tremendous. Uh, he's won the most par three tournaments, you know that, in Masters oh, history. Par good three. stat. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed Peter Allison, Ken Brown. Alice was not too offensive or sexist or outdated. Uh, just <laughs> some good insight there. Uh, and then Andrew Cotter came on, and that's the reason why I turned back to Sky. Uh, for me, I enjoyed Sky because of uh, of Butch. 
Yeah, he was brilliant again. It's good to Heck see. Heck of a guy. He he he's brilliant. He's great on the commentary. He's great in the studio and the analysis, and uh, he really yeah he stepped up, stepped it up for me. Yeah, um, not retired. I know. Well, he's retired from tour life, so maybe this was just a one-off. Yeah. I don't no, know. No, no. Well, hopefully we we'll see him at the majors. Maybe they're just going to try and bring him out for the majors. Yeah. I know he used to do a bit more with the WGCs and some of the other bigger tournaments, but um, fingers crossed we're going to see more of it because he's so good in there. He's really, really good. Yeah. Also, um, it was Nick Doherty's first Masters presenting, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought he did really well. I'm I not sure about his jacket, his blazer and trouser combo on the final. Both right. are navy blue, but slightly different colours commented on by my wife so uh, no but I thought he's good he's brilliant he's brilliant presenter yeah, really really, really good. good engaging again got great insight uh, obviously been there and done it so uh, listen to our interview with him a couple of weeks back as yeah. well if you haven't that was yeah. really really interesting yeah he's, he's I think Sky's coverage has, has stepped up again so uh, and the BBC did, they did a job they did a good job BBC obviously it's great that people who don't have uh, Sky and you know just want to be able to, to watch it on free to air terrestrial it's great that people can still do that It's it makes the master what it is um, obviously they don't have that for the open now so it's the only really live golf that they have yeah Ken Brown made the point on Twitter that the BBC show in the masters during the daytime will really help the game get more eyeballs with the younger generation because normally they'd be in bed wouldn't they on a school night yeah well to, to Depending how how are they, are, of course, but um, no, I think then that's something that hopefully that they'll never lose. Um, so no, great great week. Um, another question I'd like oh, to go ask on. you: Go on, is Tiger Woods the greatest sportsman of all time? Is Tiger Woods the greatest sportsman? Yeah, he's he's definitely in the top ten. Uh, he's, you know, there's there's still questions over if he's the greatest golfer of all time, and it's so. Is Tiger Woods the greatest golfer of all time? Uh, Can we now say that he is? Mm, well, I think so. <laughs> I think so. As well. He's had what eighty-one PJ Tour titles, one behind Sam Snead. He's three behind Jack Nicklaus. I was looking at the ages when Jack was the same age as Tiger. Jack had had, I think, sixteen majors, and Tiger's had, had fifteen. I think Jack won two more from from their age. That's uh, phenomenal when you think that Woods has gone eleven years without winning one. Now, I isn't know, it? It's, yeah, it's quite mad, and. Uh, for me, Tiger is because he's changed the game so much. Whereas Jack, I don't know if he changed the game more than Arnold Palmer did. Arnold Palmer obviously similar, was a similar age to Jack. Um, Arnold Palmer is always seen as the person who you know, was a sports personality and put money into the game and all this. Where Tiger has changed the game so much, and you know he he he's one of those you know he's a great sportsman and you know he's a, he does so well because he's on the front page of the papers and the back pages of the papers, especially and. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone, whether they're into golf or sport or whatever. I got a notification from BBC on my phone. Well, well like, I would think so. That's just amazing. When would you ever <laughs> get that from golf? Well, anywhere? I think if... Yeah, Tiger's the thing. If, I'm not sure that's such a, a big point, but... Uh, <laughs> Empire State Building went, went green? Yeah, they do that every year, though, don't they? I don't, I don't think so. I think so. Really? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. I think Patrick... They turned it green for when Patrick... Surely not. Patrick Reed. They do that every year, the Patrick Reed go... Went up there last year. And yeah, he went up there, but and I the actual turned... Empire State Building was green last night. Well, they, they turned the lights green. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they, they do. They paint it green, obviously. <laughs> well, that's well, yeah. I think they do that every year. We'll look back. Okay, uh, let us know on <laughs> well, listeners if who, who's Indeed. right. There. But what do you guys think? That's a good point, actually. Let us know. Do you think Tigers is the greatest sportsman ever? Or the greatest golfer ever? Or golf. Both. Answer them. But you can get in touch with us at Golf Monthly on Twitter, at Golf Monthly on Instagram, Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook, or you can email in golfmonthly at ti-media.com. Or, yeah, send us a video message. You can do all these things. I think he is because golf is arguably the hardest game of them all. Um, I mean, arguably. It's arguably the most worldwide sport as well. Um, uh, arguably, um, you know, you know. Obviously, I'm a big cricketer, so I'd, I'm, I'd, cricket's not a worldwide sport. It, it really is. So let, let's not get into Which, that. I mean, it's, how many European nations play cricket? Quite a lot. England, Ireland, Scotland, Spain, Holland, France, yeah, Italy, yeah. If we, anyway, let's not. Let's probably not get into this argument. But uh, I think I think cricket is the most widely played sport in the world. 
Oh, fair enough. I think, or played I, by the most people. That's mainly because it's very big in India and Pakistan, Bangladesh, and places like that. But anyway, let's let's just move and on. And Tiger Woods has had an amazing strength of field up against him. Uh, Tiger is probably the one of the most recognisable. He could go in any country in the world and people know who he is. I think that's the biggest thing, isn't it? I always remember I was in uh, Budapest a few years ago. One of your Eastern European jaunts. Yeah, possibly. Um, and I was in a cocktail bar. They had <laughs> the telly on. Where's this going? And I said to these two Hungarian ladies working, I said... Uh, <laughs> Where's this story going? <laughs> did you put the golf on? Or oh, yeah. do you have access to the golf? And she was like, golf? What is that? Is that Tiger Woods? And I was like, yeah. So, like, some people who don't know anything, don't even know what golf is, know who Tiger, Tiger Woods, Woods is. is. That's one of the greatest stories you've ever told. <laughs> is it? Yeah. That could have gone in so many different directions. That, but anyway, what a what a thing. Let's for last thing. Let's last thing we talk about the Masters. Let's talk about Augusta National, the golf course. What? Do, how do we think that it, it it did this year? I mean, there was a few changes. The fifth hole, uh, where they pushed the tee right back. I think that turned into a really good par four. Yeah, I thought really that was tough. Fine. They were finding it so hard. Tied bogeyed it every day. And everyone, you know, a par on that hole. There was a odd birdie. It's a, you know, you're making two shots up on the field, weren't you? I think it really made it into a really good first hole really early on in the round, uh, which they've maybe been lacking a little bit. Um, the par threes are the really tough holes in those early early holes, and the first, of course. And then, but then also, I mean, what are they going to do with the 13th hole? For yeah, uh, we had an interesting chat about that, didn't we, earlier? because Tiger Woods was asked in his press conference, which we didn't have in this podcast, this particular section, because um, it was quite boring, actually. They asked, what club did you hit into every green? So we listed out every single club. He hit a 7-iron into the 11th, and he hit an 8-iron into the 13th. So yeah. he hit less so club seven, into yeah, yeah. the par 5 yeah, yeah. than he did to par 4. Well, well, well I don't know what the... I, I don't know, the stats I haven't looked at this, but I'd like to know the, the scoring average for the fifth hole compared to the 13th hole. Yeah. So I, I think there's two things they can do for that 13th hole. They either turn that into a par four. Oh, that would be good, actually. But then would I, it ruin... It doesn't really make it... I know it doesn't ruin. really make a difference. But at the moment, why not? They could just change the par of it. Or they do something with a tee. So they either, as Butch said on Sky, they lower it and kind of tuck it away a little bit more, then you can't cut the corner because you literally wouldn't be able to do it because you, there'd be trees in the way. Or they they have, apparently, this is what they're going to do, is they um, have bought some land off the Augusta Country Club, which is another golf course, just behind that um, that boundary there, and they're going to move the tee further back. But I still think they need to do something. I think they should, yeah, because um, I think I was watching 96 with Faldo and Norman, and Faldo was hitting a three-wood in there. And now you see Tiger Woods isn't the biggest hitter these days and he hit an eight iron in there yeah. which is a shame it's I mean, the, it's the a par four for these guys yeah. it, re- it really is yeah. And, and yeah I, th- I feel that the par the fifth as a par four was a harder hole and I, yeah it would have averaged well, well how many people do you see lay up there barely anyone unless no. they hit a dodgy drive yeah, exactly and actually if you, just, if you hit a dodgy drive then that means oh it's par five I can actually put a, get lay up in here yeah. and I can make a, a par at least so um, I think they do need to look at that hole I mean the rest of them it's 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 so hard. I mean, we're the twelfth again. Can you believe what a, it? What a hole! Amazing I mean, for the, the most of the week, people were, were hitting the green every time, and then suddenly it's the hole where things start happening. The leader goes into the water again. We've seen it with Spieth in recent years. We've seen it obviously with Molinari now as well. When you see that pin from behind, and you just realise there's no, there's absolutely nothing in front of that pin. So if you're short, you're in the water. I cleared the water when I played it, Elliot. Do you know? That? I wonder how David Taylor's doing. Yeah, on. so so, that's, so next week I'm not here next week, believe it or not. I'm on holiday. Cyprus, I'll be drinking an orange juice or something like that. Uh so Elliot's gonna be joined by David Taylor, who was our man on a uh, man at Augusta last week, and he like I did, got pulled out of the media lottery. So he played Augusta National yesterday, which was Monday, the Monday after Augusta. And I have seen a picture of him on the uh, on the twelfth. I'm not sure how he did. David's not the best golfer. Neither am I. 
but he got to play Augusta. So. Can we tell them about your score last year? Yeah, you can do. Sorry, them, I say our listeners. Um, Tom did not make a par last year. I did not make a par. So uh, on next week's podcast, we will find out if a golf they, monthly representative made yeah, a par Yeah, I did play. I'll be honest with you, I was playing with clubs, brand new clubs, which I didn't oh, play excuses. before. Blah, blah, blah. I was very, very nervous. I actually got more and more nervous. a bit weird. I think my best shot was my drive on first, which I ripped it down the middle. Uh, hit too far. Hit it. Through the, through the too far. <laughs> well, on twelve, I hit it over the water, just short right. Somehow still on the wall, over the water. Then hit a, put, I tried to putt it and got stuck at the top, and then two putt from there. So mm-hmm. two points. So you beat Francesco Molinari. Yep, I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, I was playing from different tees. It was a different day. Blah blah blah. And I wasn't leaving the Masters for obvious reasons. But. Uh, <laughs> No, 12, great. I mean, Amy Corner. I think 11, I really like 11. There's a few holes I really I just seem to like more and more. The be- you know one of the holes which I love, which never gets any TV time, is, is the second. It's a really good yeah. hole, par five. The green's possible. You get really good shots from up at the uh, the top of the hill. And um, it's a shame we don't see very much of it because of the TV coverage, but... Yeah, I mean, the, the Masters is just an incredible place. They do need to improve the TV coverage. I know, you say that. I was going to just talk about their website where you could follow every... You could see every single shot players were playing. You could see how they played every hole. I thought that was great, and that's... They've really decided to, to try and take it to another level, this coverage, because there's no other golf course which gets... Golf tournaments gets anywhere close to that. Coverage. That's fine, but Augusta National are depriving golf fans of watching they their favourite event. Try- I don't think they deprive. We saw a lot of golf. I yeah, saw an awful lot. With the feature, when you think about the feature groups, the t- uh, the Amen Corner coverage, um, I think you can watch an awful lot of golf, and you watch way more, especially on Thursday and Friday, than you would of any other tournament, because you still get that nice four or five hours of t- tournament in the evening. I know it's a bit frustrating if you want to watch one of the big names and they're out early, but if it's Tiger, they put him in the feature group. Uh, I know Rory wasn't in the feature. Which group. you then have to watch on your red button at home in standard definition. Yeah, get it. I think people can get away with that. Oh, it's a bit annoying though, not watching it in HD, and you want it. It is, but I don't think I just think it helps the whole magic of the That's, tournament. Ugh, what like the the exclusivity and the mystique? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Where but is it open? Can, 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 can was there anything that really happened which I wish I had seen live? That I I didn't manage to see. Zach Johnson doing that <laughs> that mad practice swing where you hit the ball on thirteen in, by mistake. That was on the feature groups, you know. And we managed to see that, and everyone was chatting about that. Is is I know it is a bit frustrating, but that I think just being a little bit different is what the Masters is all about. Uh, on the first two days, coverage started at eight pm, mm-hmm. which is three pm local time. That's yeah. a bit bad, isn't it? When it started well, at half you eight, you could watch the, the feature groups. You could you could watching two or th- you could watch four groups from feature groups by that time. Yeah, no, so you actually enough. we actually saw you could saw a lot of golf, and they always pick the big names. It's not like we had some uh, an amateur with a an old champion playing in the feature groups. It was some of the big big names in golf. So that's always going to be an argument, and I don't feel that they're going to change it because they're saying, look, we're actually opening ourselves up. You can watch every shot. I know it's not the same as actually following it live and stuff like that, but we you could keep up to date, couldn't you? Yeah, the new website was good. Website, absolutely. But good. even this morning, I've just and it's, gone it back. It sounds and like they're going. They are going to try and do more and more. They're, they're building a new TV compound and stuff like that. So I think you are going to have more on-demand stuff for the for the masters. So I don't think there's any excuse really for not saying, "Oh, I didn't see that happen" or whatever. So also something I discovered this morning, which you actually knew, I didn't know, and most people will not know. Is Augusta National Chairman Fred Ridley won the US Amateur Championship? Yeah, he's great. In the seventies. So I last think. year was his first year as chairman, and he gave a big press conference. Uh, obviously, it's his first one, and he was chatting about that. And he's obviously been very much moulded into the new chairman. But Masters always thought very, tra- very traditional. Don't want to change things. Actually, if you look at them, they're on the cutting edge of technology. They're pushing themselves more and more. Um, and I think it's great, you know, with the, the women's amateur, which happened uh, the week before, things like that. They're opening their doors up so much more and being a modern golf tournament now. Um, there's things that they won't change, though. They won't change the scoreboards. They won't have TV screens up everywhere. You still won't be able to have your mobile phone in there, I'm pretty sure. Whether that will change, I don't that know. That policy is brilliant, as yeah. McElroy said on the podcast last week. But if you look on the 18th green when Tiger Woods has won the Masters, 
everybody's just overjoyed. Nobody has their smartphone out. Yeah, everyone's it's just, just enjoying how, it. how it should be. Yeah, and I understand. Do you know what? For your average week by week tournament, having your mobile phones, I don't have a problem with that uh, because I think that might put people off if they can't contact other people and stuff like that. But for the Masters, if you want to go to the Masters and watch Augusta, go to Augusta National, you know, which not a lot of people have the chance to do, then you're not allowed to take your phone in. And everyone's like, okay, <laughs> fine, I'll take it. Just enjoy the whole experience. I think it's great. Um, so, yeah, what what a week. Only 51 more weeks to go until next year. Will Tiger win next year? Probably, yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Love how confident you are with him now. Uh, we have got a Tiger quiz, which we'll come on to right at the end. Just a quick chat about what is happening this week. There is golf. The world keeps turning. We have the RBC Heritage over uh, in America. Canada? No, it's Harbour Town, isn't it, that's with the, the lighthouse? Or Harbour, C- RBC is Royal Bank of Canada. That's what I'm getting. Hilton Head Island yeah. in South Carolina. Yeah, it's actually oh, really lucky with the, with the lighthouse and everything like that. Oh, fantastic tournament. And there's a really good field. Ian Poulter playing, Fleetwood, Wallace, Fitzpatrick, Englishman playing. But there's also Dustin Johnson, Matt Eddie Pepperell as well. Oh, yeah. It's 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 great. DeChambeau, Spieth, Shoefle, it's Molinari. Yeah, Kenny it's a really, back. really strong uh, tournament and actually been really well supported this year. So if you've want to continue with your golf fix you really have got a really good tournament to uh, to watch this week i'm not going to do any picks this week because my picks have been useless you've won you picked the winner last week so we'll, we'll take that but i'm doing better tips if you want to find the betting tips for the rbc heritage do google golf betting tips and you'll find the golf monthly web posts so should we move on to the quiz yeah no, now, so thought to me is yeah, right? right. Yes, yes, yes. You got that in quick, didn't you? Uh, this is a Tiger-inspired quiz. Uh, Sam has done the quiz for us. Thanks for him. Sam, again, thanks for your work over the week. Did a fantastic job, as you as did you, Elliot. But oh, thank you. Uh, but let's see as how... As did you, Tom. Well, thanks. Uh, uh, that's, that's enough of back-slapping. Um, let's see how uh, how we do with this Tiger-inspired quiz. So, play along at home. It's ten questions uh, as ever. We'll say the questions, then we'll give the answers afterwards. So, question one: What are the full full names of his two of Tiger Woods's two children? You also need middle names. Oh, oh he's, he's, he did a post of this. I know their. I don't know this. I know their first names. I know their middle names, but I can't remember whose is whose. Oh, okay. So, okay. How about this? So, we, because well, mainly because I know this. Half marks. How about? How many points should we give for this? So he's got two children. Four points. Should we do... No, two points. Half for first middle. First middle. But you've got to have them the right way around for the full points. We'll do that. Okay. Question two. A whole tiger bogeyed all four days. What was the hardest hole at Augusta for the 2019 Masters? We've already mentioned this. I've got you on that first one, by the way. Oh, yeah, well you, well, you have, yes. That's because I asked you to do a post, a web post yesterday on Tiger Woods' family. And so you're going to know it, and I didn't memorise it. Question three. How many birdies did Tiger have during the week at the 2019 Masters? Closest wins. Oh, I think I know that. I, I looked at this. Who had the most birdies? This isn't a question, but who, do you know who had the most birdies over the week? Um... Kepka? No. Shoefle. Really? Had, I think, something like 29 birdies or something like that. So, I'm taking... Yeah, we'll look at that. Question four. At at what age did Tiger break 80? I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, Good luck with that. (laughs) Do you know... Uh, it's on our things you didn't know about Tiger Woods I think I know I'm going to get thrashed on this question 5 what was his major at Stanford University I don't have a clue so oh, what, I think I know this what did he study yeah yeah so they have, they have like a a main subject I think I know that I don't know why I know it question 6 Tiger Woods won three US amateur titles in a row Name one of his opponents to get a point. You don't get a point for each. So I, t- I take it he means the in- who he played in the final. Wow. Final, yeah? Yeah, in any of them. <sighs> so he just... won from 96, 4 to 96, I believe. 
Maybe 93 to 95. If I list lots of names, can I get... Who's around at that time? Uh, I don't... Uh, hmm. Who's a similar age to him? Early 40s. Mm. I'm, I've, if I write down three and one of them's right, I'm taking that. Because that's really hard, isn't it? Yeah, we could write three. Yeah, write three. You get three chances. Uh, I'm writing some proper random. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Question seven. What was Tiger's first official PJ Tour victory? Oh, I don't know that. I, I know where it was. I don't know what it was called though. Uh, I'll give you where it was. I'll give you a point for that. No, I think I. No, I think it's that. I think. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Question eight. Tiger obviously won his first major in the 1997 Masters by 12 strokes, but who came second? Oh. I know who he's playing in the final group with. Do you? So I'm going to... I think I do. Well, I was two years old, so I <laughs> don't really have a, Actually, I was not even two. Oh, I know who was second when he won in Pebble Beach. But <laughs> it doesn't count, does it? Okay. Question nine. In what year was the first EA Sports Tiger Woods game released? Wow. That's a good question. I have no idea. I've guessed. Guessed? Yeah. Question ten. In majors during his career, how many playoffs has he won? In majors? In majors during his career, how many playoffs has he won? That's a brilliant question. Uh... Mm. Okay. I I've had to guess on that as well. That was a brilliant quiz, Sam. Well done, Sam. Well done. Right, okay, question one. What are the full names of his two children? Right. I think they're Sam and Charlie. Sam is the eldest. She's a girl and enjoys soccer. Uh, that is <laughs> <laughs> Sam Alexis Woods. And then his son, Charlie, is younger, Charlie Axel Woods. Yep, you've absolutely nailed that. So oh, you can get two points, I can get one. Um, Sam is named after a, a Hall of Fame golfer who was the first African-American to play on the PGA Tour. Sam Sifford, I think. Oh, knowledge. Yeah, which is quite interesting. Crikey. Question two. A whole target... No, sorry, Charlie was. Charlie Sifford. <laughs> okay, anyway. get, it, get it right. Okay, anyway. Question two. A whole tiger bogeyed all four days. What was the hardest hole at Augusta for the 2019 Masters? The fifth. Yeah. The fifth. Do you get that? Yeah. Sorry, was the first question worth two points? Yes. Okay. Question three. How many birdies did he have? 22. Oh, I had 23. It's 22. Oh, my Lord. This is going very badly. Closest win, Sam. Well, you got it right. Exactly. Don't say stuff like that. <laughs> uh, at what age did Tiger break 80? At the age of eight. Oh, I've said seven. Ooh. It's eight. This is a disaster. Question five. Ah, what was his major at Stanford University? Economics. Economics. I'm sure I've written economics. I think that's right. Did you guess that? Economics. Uh, I can't, it was kind of semi-guess. For somebody who said they I, didn't know anything, you've got everything right, haven't you? I have, yeah. Right. I feel quite good about these answers Questions, as well. Okay, okay. so who you're, well, who have you said for the... Tiger Woods won three US Amateur titles in a row. Name one of his opponents. Right, we've both written down three names. Go on, go. I've only written down two. I couldn't think of a third. Okay, go on then. Ben Curtis and Heath Slocum. <laughs> Brilliant answers. I've gone for Chris DeMarco, yep. Matt Kuchar, David DeVal. The answers are... One of them's got to be right, surely. <laughs> I can't even say Trip Cooney, Buddy Maruki, Steve Scott. What? That How? was a ridiculous question, Sam. <laughs> okay, well, none of us got that right. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> All right, question seven. What was Tiger's first official PGA Tour victory? I said the Disney Classic. Ah, I've gone for the Las Vegas International. Ooh. Oh, no, Invitational, International, Invitational. <laughs> It was definitely in Las Vegas. Was it? Las Vegas Invitational. Come oh, on. fair play. 96. That's quite good. I knew it was in Las Vegas. I was just trying to think of what they call tournaments. Question eight. Tiger obviously won his first major in 1997 Masters by 12 strokes. Who came second? Craig Stadler. I've put Constantina Rocker, who I'm sure was in the final wow. group with him. But 
I don't know whether he finished second. It was Tom Kite. <laughs> I'm sure Costin Rocco was in the final group then, which doesn't mean anything, of course. Uh, question nine. In what year was the first EA Sports Tiger Woods game released? I feel quite good about this. 2002? No. You're, you're, you're way out. Oh, really? I think... Well, I've gone 98. I'm sure it was before that. 98. Come oh. on. So straight after his Masters win? Yeah. I mean, that's... I know that's tough because you were two years old when that was out or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but no, I played... Oh, well, so you've... You're clawing it back. Uh, okay, how many have I got? I've got one, two, three... Four, five. Well, I had six after five questions, and I've got them all wrong since. So, so it's one point in it. Yeah. Oh well, it's, so it's a decider. Yeah. Well, I, th- I thought you were miles clear. So, in majors during his career, how many playoffs has he won? Your answer? I went for two. Oh, and I've said one because I can only think of one. Can you think of two? I think. Yeah, I think there's two. In the old PGA against. Let's look. Three. Oh. I can only think of one. Bob May, 2000. Bob May, that's what I was thinking of. Chris DeMarco. How can I forget oh, Chris yeah. DeMarco? Chris DeMarco, 2005. And 2008, Rocco Mediate. How can I forget that? Anyway, we both got that wrong. So, you win five, six. Nine, four. So, that's five weeks in a row now yes. I've won. Yes, 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 yes. Well done. Congratulations. Well, hopefully, some of you guys did well on that. Uh, at home that was a good quiz I quite enjoyed that um, it was good thanks for listening what a week it has been uh, as I said I won't be here next week but do tune in as we have a special episode uh, with Golf Monthly's David Taylor he'll be chatting about his week in Augusta he had an incredible week ended up by seeing Tiger Woods win and then playing Augusta National afterwards so he'll be chatting with Elliot yep, I'll quiz him about the food to be fair if you've got any questions for David Taylor I think uh, that's a very good idea. Tweet me at e. Heath Golf or tweet at Golf Monthly. You've just got your own own plug for your own Twitter feed there. Interesting. There, Should I um, edit that Should out? Just, no, 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 you can do whatever you want with it. Well, but at Golf Monthly, I think we'd, we'd, we'd go for, but we'll put, okay. a, we'll put a post up, won't we, on yes, Facebook we will. as well. Put yeah. it out there, say, any questions for David. Find out, you know, we all know about what happened with the golf, but anything that you want to know about the, the actual place, what it's like being in the media centre and being the, on the ground and also the town. You know, what he, what he did in the evening and stuff like that. So let us know some questions. So um, I look forward to listening to that when I'm on holiday. So that should be great. Also, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. Um, subscribe to us by your usual podcast provider. And do follow us on our social media channels. And, of course, check out the Golf Monthly website. We had a ballistic week where lots of our posts did very, very well. Our best day ever on Sunday. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, um, all led by you, Tom, so great work. Well, quite. Let's, yes, remember that. Let's never forget <laughs> that. Uh, but thanks again for listening, Elliot. Thanks for your time. See, Thank you. Uh, yeah, I won't see, speak to you next week, but have a good week without me. Uh, thanks to Tiger, really. Yes, um, thanks to Tiger. Phenomenal week that I'll remember for the rest of my life. Crikey, you can start crying again. Anyway, speak to you again soon. See you later.